London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours. We're glad you're with us here as uh, we talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this uh, here this morning. One guest in the first hour of the program, and Tom Cakert is that one guest, and he'll join us from HawkeyeReport.com at about 10.30, 11.05. It is Cubs cards this weekend. Brian Walton covers the Cardinals and has for a long time at the CardinalNation.com. Cubs cards conversation at 11.05 with Brian Walton. And then Dave Sproul, a lot of ground to cover with Dave Sproul. Uh, he covers Iowa State, KASI, our sister station in Ames. Of course, that's where the Cyclones play in Story County on 1430. On the AM dial, Dave Sproul at 1125. Claxon's Barbecue at 1145. If you're uh, new to the program, every Friday about this time, we give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue at Claxon's. you got a 50% chance of winning. The runner-up will get a $25 gift certificate. The runner, or the winner, rather, gets a 35 $5 worth of BBQ at Claxon's, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona, in business in Altoona, serving barbecue for 25 years. We'll give you four games in a tiebreaker, and we'll do that at about 11.45. There were so many games last night. NHL, NBA, MLB. Boy, we had a lot to, uh, again, Make sure those batteries are changed <laughs> if you're sitting down in your chair and you have nothing to do. But uh, get, uh, indulge in sports. There's certainly plenty of options. You know, and as good as the NBA and the NHL promised to be this weekend, can't overlook baseball. Some big, big series, Trent. Yeah, starting with Cubs-Cardinals here on the local front and uh, going out a little bit further with the White Sox and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really good. It's uh, It's a weekend of sports that we're... We're kind of accustomed to in May. You know, this is the time where now normally we're a round or two into the NBA and NHL, mm-hmm. but these just heavyweights all over the place. Now with the change in the PGA Championship, yeah, you get a major. Say, that's not enough. There's a golf major. Right, which is always good. And really enjoyed seeing the course, a course that I knew I had seen before, uh-huh. but just how interesting it is where if the wind blows, this thing is tough as Oof. any course they can play. If it doesn't, they're going to be shooting darts, and, yeah. and it's a course that guys are going to go out and be shooting in the low 60s, and to have that happening at a major, I think is incredibly compelling. I it want it is. to be windy all weekend. I, I do, too. I want it to be difficult. Brandon Grace, by the way, has the lead. He's having a hell of a round today. South started, African? Yes. Uh, started the round two under. He's now five under through ten. Uh, he is two shots up on well, a whole host of golfers. I think maybe one of the stories from yesterday was Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. You know, coming off the injuries that and he wasn't supposed to contend. Do you know what he? What could you have got Brooks Kepka uh, at yesterday before he put the tee in the ground? Do you remember? I think it was eighteen or twenty to one, right in that range. Okay, I would have thought it was a little still a generous price for mm-hmm. him, right? And but, especially uh, in the PGA, yeah, which he owns, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so he's three under yesterday, and he won't tee off until 1 o'clock. Coverage has been great. There's plenty of it. Um, yeah, it yes. Is it weird hearing Nance on ESPN? It, it's just yeah. the first time, every time, 
This is the second time now, and, uh-huh. and it just strikes your ears in an odd way. You know, I never even thought about that until you mentioned it, but yeah, yeah he was on ESPN yesterday. Right. Right. And I heard that for the first time yesterday, middle of the afternoon, and wow, that is, I don't know, it was just something about mm-hmm. it. Now, it's great, because as much as I don't like him in football, right. in college basketball, right. I love him when he's calling golf. That is his sport. With the exception of when he parks himself in the butler cabin and he has to... Oh, know. I love the cheesiness of oh, it. Oh, it's so... It's over the top. It's tough, Trent. It's a difficult watch. <laughs> it's goofy. Yes. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's cringeworthy sometimes. Uncomfortable's good. And I like it because of that. Do you? There's just... There's some of those things you need oh. a few of those cringeworthy moments in, and there's plenty of them inside yeah. a butler cabin. I, I guess for his career, it's a small price to pay to get to do the stuff that he right. does, right? I mean, yeah. the events where he lives, for crying out loud. My he God. lives on Pebble? He does, right on the, um, and he's, he's got he's got holes in his backyard. He's got a little chipping in a uh, little tee with a green below. Oh, well, why, why wouldn't he, right? He's right. making nothing but money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, why wouldn't you uh, spend some money on yourself and have a place that, that you like to go home to? Well, speaking of going home, the Pacers are going home. I uh, wonder what's going to happen to Bjorkren. It yeah. seemingly looks like he's on his way out. Uh, I tried. Um, I didn't stay. Look, I, I probably watched, I don't know, f- maybe five minutes of the game yesterday. Trent, there was so much going on. There's yep. the, the NHL is, is so good right now. The Islanders and the Penguins was crazy. The series in Florida, uh, watching the Panthers and the Lightning, and boy, the Panthers needed it, and uh, good for them, the resiliency to come back and win in overtime. But I don't know if you were – I was watching live when John DeFerris got the accidental knee to the head uh, from Corey Perry – and I get it when people hear the name Corey Perry, they they don't want to believe that this was truly an accident because this is a guy that if he's not on your team, you hate his guts because he's a dirty player. He's a dirty player. Good player. Not what he once was. But this is a guy that was so good. I mean, he was on part of the 2010 Canadian Olympic team that beat USA in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Remember the overtime game? Um, he's a good player. But, again... And you could fight Corey Perry, and you want somebody on the team that you root for to fight Corey Perry every single night. That's the type of player. But it was a complete accident. His knee, and I know what I'm about to say, and if you didn't say, you know, sure, knee to the head accident, come on, Miller, what are you doing? It was a complete accident. He was hit. Uh, John Tavares, the captain of the Leafs, was hit, clean check, by Ben Sherratt of the Montreal Canadiens. And as Sherratt's going to the ice, Corey Perry is a couple of steps away and couldn't get out of the way. Couldn't have he? No. He I, had no chance of getting out of the way. I'm watching it again, and I'm watching it on a GIF. Now, this is slowed down, and because it's slowed down, it just gives that, yes, 99% chance that it was an accident. That, uh, that, it was. That, there's that 1% Well, though. it's Corey Perry, for starters. Maybe, and that maybe that makes it 2% because of the guy that it is, and just that split moment where it looks like he could have left his... His skates mm-hmm. just a moment earlier, and his knee would not have made contact yeah. with the face. I, I can't go with you, and I know there's no such thing as friends in the playoffs. These guys are best friends. Oh, really? Perry and Tavares are, are best friends. Um, so that changes it then. Well, I don't know. Like you said, there's no friends in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And, but it just it was it was tough to watch. 
watching Tavares on the ice, and if you were, you know, if you grew up when I did and watched the Looney Tunes, and the guy's knocked down, you see those little birds chirping around, his head, <laughs> flying around his head on the cartoon. That's what Tavares was. He was completely out of it, and he tries to right himself, even you know, get up on his knees on the ice, and he does, and immediately falls backwards. Stretcher comes out, he goes off. I mean, he just was released from the hospital this morning. It was an ugly incident. And what followed it, Trent, and you know I think there's a place for fighting in hockey. Yeah. And I'm never going to change that opinion. We don't see it often in the playoffs. No. Uh, But right off the, when they dropped the puck, the Leafs thought, you know what, I I need to, uh, Nick Foligno uh, of the Maple Leafs came out and thought, you know what, I'm going to fight him. I'm going to fight him. And he did. The puck was dropped. I have to fight Corey Perry. That was, it was an accident. I, I didn't like the fight. I thought it was unnecessary. And I don't say that very often. In fact, that might be the first time I've ever said it. Um, but that one seemed unnecessary. And anyways, I knew you were cooked because I knew you bet Toronto. Uh-huh. And, I, th- and uh, I think you should have bet Toronto. But as soon as the captain went down, this was not the same team last night. Still got Vegas. So 7-1 and one now in my hockey bets. Yep. That was a frustrating night last night. Well, especially if you like the Wild. And I'm rooting for the Wild. It's, yeah. The Wild are better for business for them to yes. win and to advance. Because the Blues are not. No. We know no. the Blackhawks are not there. Right. And that's about all we have there's on the There's really two. Front. I agree. There's, yeah. there's the Blackhawks and there's the Minnesota Wild. And the Wild, up 2 nothing, mm-hmm. dominating the beginning of the second. That's what I got into it. Start of second period. All right, here we go. Up 2 nothing, shaking my, rubbing my hands together. I'll I'll take a loss on my $5 bet here. Let's go. And they're dominating. And five minutes in, oh, man, it could be 3 nothing, Could be 4 nothing Very been. easily. Yep. And then the goal. And then right after, another goal. And then the period ends and you're down 3-2. And they were cooked. They were cooked at that point. Do you give the Wild a chance to get off the bat? We know how talented Vegas is. Well, You've told us how, how good this team is. They are, but the the Wild have owned them and owned them at home. But Trent, they have to win tomorrow. Yes, I mean they—they yeah. they have to. You're not to winning win. three straight no. against that team. No, with two of them back in Vegas, you're not—you're not going to do that. Um, they're up against it. Mm-hmm. They're up against it. What's the series price? Just for That's you know, a what's good question? Because I told you yesterday, you can get the Oilers at plus money. Yeah, go ahead and get that, folks. <laughs> you're not a believer uh-uh. in your Winnipeg I'm Jets. Not. I think they're going to get a hammer. Another thing last night, flipping over to Montreal, Toronto. Going from watching these hockey arenas now with seven, eight, ten thousand, nobody there, and nobody. There was this one shot of of the ice, and I think it was actually the Tavares play, and it was back from basically you know behind the goalie. Mm-hmm. And you look up there, and you can see the whole lower bowl covered. You know, we see the little coverings that happen. You know, some right, of the seats right. close to the floor, close to the ice, whatever it is. There, they were all covered. It just looks so. Incredibly odd. No, Trent, that's so strict up there. It's so, it's so, in fact, this is how strict it is. You can't go from Manitoba to Ontario, which is akin to you couldn't cross the Iowa-Illinois border if you live in either of those states. That's wild. You can't get into Ontario. The worst part about it is, for, for a number of those folks, including what would have been the situation I would have been in, if you have a cabin... In in Ontario, mm-hmm. this is the long weekend up there. This is this is Canada's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. It's called Victoria Day, named after the Queen, uh, former Queen. I don't know why, but <laughs> God save the Queen. Right? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, she was really popular. But for a lot of folks, their, their cabin is in the Lake of the Woods, 
And that's where our, our, our the cabin, that, our lifetime cabin, it was a Mountain Dew commercial. Uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Rope swing. Oh, God, oh. I had so much fun. Um, but we could have gone this weekend. Could have gone because you can't get into Ontario, the Manitoba. They halt you at the border. They halt you. Stop. And anyways, but yeah, just to your point, seeing arenas with no fans, nobody, nobody, not a soul, no, not just, friends and family, nope, nope, none of that, nope. The um, the GMs and the the executives of each team are up in their up in the uh, press box, way up above the ice, and that's the only people that are in the building. Here's your series price for Minnesota Vegas. Vegas is now minus four hundred, just shy of three to one for the Wild. To See, come I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought it went that big. Uh, still plus one ten for those Oilers against your Jets. Uh-huh. How about the Maple Leafs now? Only minus one twenty. I think. Trent, I think they're going to come back and win oh, the series. I, I would be surprised if it goes six games. Is there is there a prop like that? Five there, or six? I, I'm sure there is. Yeah, exact outcomes of series. There it is. There. It, uh, right. Let's uh, scroll through here. Let's get to Canadians Maple Leafs uh, to win four two four to one. Mm. For them to win four straight, six to one. That yeah, might be dabbling. Be better just to money line it all the way through and keep adding. Yeah, a good point. You know, I find myself uh, betting more on these on sports than I am on horses. Really? You've got to that point. I have. It's just yeah. it, it just you see some of these prices, um, and you yeah take it. Well, like the one you threw out last night at the end of the show. Maple Leafs win and do so in shutout fashion, plus eight fifty. Okay, yes. yes, please. Now I didn't think that the Leafs would shut them up, but at eight plus eight fifty, mm-hmm. certainly worth a chance. All right, NBA this weekend. We're about to embark on uh, on the NBA playoffs. Of course, we're still waiting on Memphis and Golden State, and the winner of that game will get Utah. Is there one series of the eight um, that you're looking forward to, maybe more than the others? No, but I'm intrigued by almost every one of them. Are you? Which is incredibly rare. That's good for the NBA. Yes. First round of the play, it's usually... Now, that doesn't mean they're going to be good. Right. But starting with Lakers Suns, mm-hmm. a 2-7 where the seventh seed is the favorite. Right. It's just so incredible. Although not rare. tonight. I mean, not on, uh, when do they play? Sunday afternoon, right? They do, yeah. Three-point favorite for the Suns yeah. in that first game. And I think Lakers opened as the favorite. Did they? Wow. I think. A lot of initial Suns money coming mm-hmm. in. Interesting on that front. Bucks Miami, the team that again beat Milwaukee last yep. year in the playoffs. We got somewhat of a regional, you know, mm-hmm. kind of look there. So I got a little bit there. Clips Mavs. See, I like that series. Everybody thinks that the Clips are. If it's not the Lakers, it should be the Clippers mm-hmm. in the West. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that team. I don't believe in those guys on that team. And then you got Luca on the other right. side, who is worth the price of admission. Yes, he is. Celtics Nets. Okay, I don't like watching the Nets, but it is the Celtics. It's more True. a jersey thing with the, the Celtics. There's the jersey, and there's also the fact that Brooklyn is the favorite in the East. The Nuggets, who I got at minus 115 to win the series, I absolutely love in that series against the Blazers. So that's one because of the betting interest I'm going to be mm-hmm. keeping an eye on. I think the only one I'm not intrigued by is Wizards Sixers. And even that, you get Russell Westbrook, yeah. who's going to get a triple-double. Yeah. He's going to do his thing. Yeah. You bet on Bradley Beal to make multiple threes, as I did at Bet Rivers yesterday. Well, what was the prop? One and a a half. Is that what it was? One and a half. That was extended juice. I think it was minus 150. That's all he had to do? One and a half. Two threes for Bradley Beal? (laughs) Yes, please. Uh Jumped on that one. Yeah, sixes with Embiid. It's kind of of a good watch. And then then the Knicks, finally back in the Uh playoffs, doing it against Trey Young and, and the Hawks. This is really eight good playoff series. What if it's what if Memphis wins tonight though against then it's the, against the Jazz? <laughs> then it's seven, right? Yeah, but if you get Steph but it's, there, you get to see Niang. Sure, and then we get the local part, right? 
Yeah. This Who, is, what's the uh, give me the matchup that the television networks and it's all ABC in the final, right? Is it, I yeah. think it's so. Who does the least uh, the, the 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 series the potential championship series that ABC least wants to see would be the Jazz and who the Jazz? Don't you think it's Utah out of the West? Yeah, I the, mean they don't want to see Utah. The do Jazz they? and the Wizards. DC yeah, is a big market, but who watches the Wizards? Right. That's, not a whole lot of national yeah. following there. Now that's not going to happen. Maybe Portland and the Wizards. Portland's be- tough, small market. Uh huh. Not a national fan base. Those are a couple of there. Of the East, what does Brooklyn do? You know what? Are they going to? Well, the star power though. Does that move the needle? I Durant and Harden and just well, star power moved the needle in Miami. It's true. It's a good point. It's also LeBron. He's a different animal. That's because, yes, he is. He's completely different than uh-huh. anybody else. Uh-huh. That'll be interesting because you're right. They have the star power. Mm-hmm. They have the names, but it's the Brooklyn Nets. Right. I remember the Lakers Nets back when they were New Jersey. Yeah. That final when they took game. Did they take one game? I think it was. But I just remember those were historic lows when the Nets were in the finals. And what, the Jason Kidd era? It was really bad numbers, and it was kind of that first, I remember the first time saying, these NBA numbers that we're used to, the finals, they're not going to be where they are. Right. Coming on the heels, of course, MJ, Mm -hmm. also a big part of it there. So that's something to keep an eye on going forward if if you're like us, and Ken and I really both like TV numbers. Why do we like them so much? Uh, Just to see what the the, the flavor of the, because that's kind of how we do our radio show, at Mm -hmm. least we try. Right. You know, the uh, the flavor of the day uh, type of thing. And the way that the games are all spread out, I mean, Trent, you've got basketball from 1 o'clock in the afternoon, noon on Sunday, all throughout both days. you got the PGA going. You mentioned the series in baseball. Uh, Hockey's been off the charts. Something's got to give. I mean, you can only watch so many sporting events, right? It's true. You really can. You can't watch. And again, NBA, I didn't watch. I watched maybe two or three minutes. Now, I didn't miss anything because the game stunk last night. And by the way, with Marv Albert, Trent, yeah, you know, I love old guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Guys that uh, you've listened to forever regardless. You know, Keith Jackson, Brent Musburger, these type of guys, Bob Cole from my NHL uh, fix, guys that are in their 80s that are in their late 70s, that voices that you've listened to forever. And they're such a part of your sports viewing fabric. But there comes a time, right? And the time has passed for Marv Albert in a big, big way. And I don't get the sense that those other names that I just spewed off, Vince Scully. Al he, Michaels. Al Michaels is still going. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not as sharp as he once was. Right. But And he might be the next one. That it will you, be. That It'll you, happen. Right. That you hope Al Michaels decides to walk away from Sunday Night Football before he's asked to walk away. You know, there's some of those names that I'm still fine with. And you're talking about the upper crust. This is the upper echelon of guys. And I, I throw Marv, certainly, uh-huh. in that mix. And though... They're not good anymore. They're just not. Right. It, there gets to a point where they become bad at the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And that's not how you want to remember them, I don't think. And I don't think I will. Do you remember Keith Jackson at the end? It wasn't good. No, I don't, to your point. See, yeah. we remember the good moments. I and do. the same thing will happen. I will remember Marv calling a Knicks-Bulls game, and mm-hmm. that will be your memory of him. It's not going to be this. But in the here and now, though, it's kind of a tough listen. It is. But I'm fine with it. I'm fine with him out there going through it. What? 
No, I'm not trying to push him out the door because, again, I like old guys. (laughs) Right. And I'm the same way. But it has to be that upper level Uh guy. Because I think of Dick Stockton, who's been bad for a long time, a decade now. Yes. And he's still trotting out there. Uh-huh. That's the ones where, and Dick Stockton in his own right. I mean, this guy was called NBA oh Finals. God, he, he was a, career. a high level broadcaster in his own right. And multi sports. But when you're the fifth team on Fox right. and you're just hanging on, mm-hmm. can't you let somebody else have that no, chair? No, I agree. I totally agree. Those are the ones that I'm fine. Dickie V wants to go out there and be bad called a basketball game. Yeah. Madden at the end. I was fine with those guys and the play-by-play guys that we're talking about. You know, Vitell's an interesting one, Trent, because I don't think I will ever get to the point where I'm sick of hearing him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when a game gets to be a blowout, he does turn it into an infomercial too much for my taste. But, man, what he's meant to the game of college basketball. He's such an ambassador. And that's where I am with Corso. And you, I know it makes you uncomfortable yeah, seeing I up there. I feel bad for him. After the stroke... And I still no, I'm glad him. he got another chance and that ESPN didn't push him out mm-hmm. after the stroke. But it's, he's almost becoming like a caricature. I don't yeah. know. He is, but... He's he, still college football game day, yes. right? And there's nobody and, that will be able to replace him. <laughs> no, nobody. Nobody is going to put on the headgear at 10.59 right. and have the impact that Lee Corso has had and continues to have. I think. I mean, I still watch it. Yes. I mean, it thing. doesn't matter who Dead Gary puts on. It's just you, you know what kind of antics he's going to pull. You love the Fox pregame. I do. Well, I'm not sure I do anymore because Urban Meyer's not <laughs> right. a part of it. But over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to guess you've been the majority of the time. With the exception of last year, I find myself watching game day more. <laughs> but at 10.55 every time. Absolutely. I know where I'm going to be. You're going to flip back uh-huh. over and see the end of the picks and... The celebrity picker and Corso right. doing whatever he does. Those guys, we need those guys. Not so fast. <laughs> yes. Those guys, for me, uh-huh. even when they're not at their best, they still deserve to go out there, do their thing. And if it's a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you think... It's a you thing or a me thing in this case. You yeah. Think, yeah. I'm okay with it. No, they've clearly earned it. They clearly, they, they've clearly earned it. Yeah, that's a good point. You've changed my mind a little bit here. Um, is Corso coming back this year, do you know? As far as I know, I haven't heard anything. Haven't heard Have anything. you seen? No, I haven't heard anything. I hope so. One normal year. He's. I'm sure he wants to go through a normal year where they get to travel Absolutely. one final time. Go get, on site, right? Hang out in Ames. Uh, instead of doing it in his backyard by the pool like he did last year. Yep. Which, Week one, they'll be in Charlotte. Is for, that where they're going? For the, I would guess for the Georgia-Clemson uh, game. Well, I would, yeah, you'd be probably right. Week two, Ames. Is there a chance? Oh, there's a great chance. Don't you think? Yes. I do, too. It's going to be a top 15 matchup. Yes. This isn't the two years ago, we've never been to Ames. Right. Just check that box. Right. Yeah. Because they had been doing that. They had Mm -hmm. been going through, and they crossed off Washington Mm -hmm. State, and kind of, who's left? Who is left? Well, here's what what we know is playing on the 11th. We know Oregon, Ohio State. That's Fox. Then go to Ohio State anytime. Right. right. And that's an early game that's also. That's 11 o'clock in the which morning. Which is yep. difficult to pull off in general for them. So here's ABC's broadcast that day. Huskies, Wolverines. Washington, Michigan. Pretty good. Not great. Are either of them going to be in the top 25? Mm, no. Don't know enough about Washington. I don't believe so. I think it'll be Oregon and USC. will probably be the only two ranked teams. Okay, so I'm going to go through some of the other Power 5. Uh, Cal TCU, no thanks. Cal TCU? Uh, you know, I'm just going through the Power 5 games as, right. I, as I get to them here and cross them off. Uh-huh. Um, 
Boy, it's tough to you. You might be uh, Illinois, Virginia. Nah. Nope. Though they've uh, never been to Champaign, that's at Virginia, though. Uh, that is, uh, yes, that's at Virginia. All right. There's Iowa State uh, hosting Iowa. Uh, boy, it's slim pickings until we... We're in good shape? They're, we're in really good shape. Trent, I'm... Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma State. I mean, I know Tulsa's not a power five, but there's... No. Uh, no. No, Utah, BYU, Battle of Utah, no thanks. I guess you could make an argument. This is a top 15 matchup. Yes. What else? What other game is there? I'm Rutgers, Syracuse? They've never been to Syracuse. But Rutgers? Exactly. Shiano's got them rolling. Did they have their spring game yesterday? Did they really? Well, I saw a bunch of Rutgers stuff on Twitter, and I was wondering, was yesterday their... Could have been. I don't know. Stanford, USC? Oh, Stanford USC. I mean, how did I miss that game? That uh, there it is, okay. right there. Yeah, that's yeah. But not game day. No. So if they, how about Texas Arkansas? No, that's and that's uh, ESPN, right? That's the night game. I yes, yes, that's one of the four games we have a kickoff time for. That's seven o'clock on ESPN. So Fox has Ohio State hosting Oregon, mm. uh, and then Washington Michigan on ABC. And think of the lead into. Obviously, Oregon Ohio State is the best game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. But not only is it eleven o'clock kickoff, which is they've always said difficult to pull off. You want to be there. People coming into the stadium, it's a little more difficult. Coupled with, it's a lead into a game on your competitor. If it was Fox had that game that night, yeah. I think it's a little easier to justify. Well, Fox is going to have Cyhawk, I think. Right. I'm just saying for ESPN for game day, they're not going to want. To be the lead oh, in, to, to and Ohio they're talking State? about, no. and the game's kicking off two minutes late. No, Trent, you know why? Because the Fox pregame show is going to be there. You go in Columbus. Yes, absolutely. So they won't go there, but you know where they might go? New Mexico State, no, New Mexico. I, the, the Washington Michigan game is the danger because that's where Herb Street's going to be on ABC. It's a quick flight. I get he's it. got a private I jet. Know, he's fine. I know NetJets. Uh, I get it. Two teams not even ranked in the no. top twenty-five against. Number seven, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Number 14, Iowa. Come on. They got to go back to Ames. Yeah, seems like there's a pretty good chance. Well, ask Tom Kaker that question when he comes up next. But right now, what did your twins do yesterday? Split, right? They got clobbered in the afternoon. And didn't they pick up the night game? I they, think they did, did. yeah. It was their, oh, Barrios pitched. It was their first ever Manfred victory of the year as they moved to 1-12. Is now, that how the game went In unfolded? either seven-inning games or extra-inning games. 1-12 really? in the Manfred games. So Barrios didn't factor in the decision, obviously, because he was gone by then, right? Uh, no, they, they had the lead early in it yesterday. Oh, did they? Yep. Okay, um, time for another $1,000 home run. Oh, I got one of those. Well, let me hear it. All right, let's see what we got here. 2-2. Two, two. In the air, curling down the right side. That one towards the corner, and it's gone. He just got enough of it. It's a basketball. This is a change up. up Ian Happ, two homers. It was. You know what? I have no idea how that ball got out in right field, I, and that had to be the one. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how that ball got it out. It sounded like it was off the end of the bat. It was yeah. like a broken bat home run. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going off the wall in right, and it cleared. Uh, it, it cleared the wall, and good for the Cubs as they take three out of four from yeah. Washington. That was big for them uh, as they uh, move a little bit closer to the Cardinals, which promised to be a pretty good series this weekend. Uh, anyways, kxno.com. That's what you need to do right now if you're looking to win $1,000. kxno.com, once you get there, that pop-up box will appear, and once it does, enter the keyword SUMMER. 
That's summer for your chance to win $1,000 at KXNO.com. Summer. Tom Kakert, next. Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 KXNO. 104 by NHTSA. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial, about 1035 on a Friday. Coming up in hour number two, preview of the Cubs cards this weekend in St. Louis. Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. Dave Sproul covers Iowa State, KASI 1430 on the AM dial. He'll be along at about 1125. We're seeing some of the games of the year release from your buddy Chris Andrews at South Point mm-hmm. later on today. I wonder if he will adjust now that FanDuel has come out at four and a half, and he told you when you had him the week before that he thought Cyhawk would open at Iowa State 7. What do you think he'll open it at? So I told him he was going to be high, and his response was, we're open for business. <laughs> so knowing Chris, I don't think he is going to, if he does adjust, maybe it'll be six and a half, because that was one thing he said. He said he's on the fringes right now with six and a half or seven, he thought he was going to lay it at seven, though. But because gotcha. some of these other ones are out there, maybe it will be six and a half when he does lay it today. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it'll be closer at kickoff. Mm-hmm. I do. We'll yeah. see. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com joins us. And before we get to Tom, and Tom, thank you for coming on. Um, we were talking about Cyhawk, uh, potentially game day at Cyhawk, and mm-hmm. one of our sharper uh, listeners on our Miller and Condon Twitter account pointed out what trend. It's the... Well, September 11th is the date of the game. It'll be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And that day, Air Force goes to Navy. Pretty big day. Yeah. Chance to go to Annapolis, which I don't believe they've been before. Of course, they've been there tons of times for the Army-Navy game. Sure. But that's either in Baltimore or Philadelphia outside of last year. So because of that, because I don't believe they've been to Annapolis before and the 20-year anniversary of 9-11... That one might, in fact, be the favorite now over the IY. Yeah, State I game. think so. It doesn't matter. The game's on CBS. They do. I mean, it's it's that takes press. I'm with you. Yeah. What do you think about that, Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com? Uh, as we were going through some of the games that day, the, some of the marquee matchups. Clearly, Iowa State's is significant. Is we? It's more than just the folks inside the border of Iowa that believe that they're going to be two top fifteen teams. Uh, you would think ranked teams, uh, but Air Force Navy boy, as Trent mentioned, twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. That might take precedent, don't you think? I would think so. And good morning, guys. It's good to be with you. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's. I just, you know, and the other thing that's going to play into this. They've, um, you know, they, they've they uh, checked off the box for Iowa yeah. State already, too, with, with game day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, um, if, if Iowa State hadn't had game day there, um, you know, a few years ago, then I'd say, well, maybe they'll go to Ames because they haven't been there. Now that they've done it, I, I kind of think um, it makes sense um, to do something um, you know, the other one I, I wonder about is I think we've all seen that the, the red bandana story that, uh, that yes. they do. Um, um, so I, and he was a BC guy. BC, so yep. if, if, if is BC home? I don't know. No, they, they are, are at UMass. So the, yeah, but that's a good point. The red bandana, but I, um, probably in the conversation, but they're on the road. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, there's another. That was another one that I thought of immediately. But yeah, the service academy seemed like the the natural one. Or maybe they'll do it. Um, you know, they've went to New York City and done it in Times Square yeah. before. Maybe they do it in in um, somewhere down near Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. You know, by the memorial. Yeah. Yep. Could be. Yeah. A lot of different directions that they can go. Yeah. It's. It's deeper than the 9 11 memorial. Yeah. It makes sense, too. It's a really good idea mm-hmm. and something that would be different and bring eyeballs, too, which yep. is always important in the television industry. Well, before that, you know, I was got that first game against Indiana. I know Michael Penix is working his way back. I was just reading a story earlier this week about him ahead of schedule. Well, it feels like most everybody's always ahead of schedule <laughs> when it comes to rehab, especially when you're still months away. This Indiana team, it felt like maybe we were going to see that at the end of the year game. Of course, Michigan was scheduled and the Wolverines didn't show up. Different conversation. But how good is this Indiana team? They're bringing in transfers all over the place. Have you started to dig in? yesterday, the I think they yeah. have, didn't they? A running back from USC. Yeah, Stephen Carr, uh-huh. uh, running back, was a four-star kid. I know some services had him as a five-star kid. Wow. So they've, uh, yeah, they've got... Uh, um, you know, some talent back. Uh, Penix is very good. Um, uh, five full goals back. Uh, they, they've got some talent. So, um, that's it. Those first two games, I, I yeah. kind of on the record about this, the first two games are going to kind of really yep. define this season. And I think maybe the future of Spencer Petrus, mm-hmm. uh, by those first two games, because, you know, if he has rough outings, a rough outing against Indiana, and then goes to Ames and just struggles. Mm-hmm. Boy, the, the the heat is going to turn up quite a bit, uh, I, I would think. Yeah, that's a really good point, Tom. And look at Indiana. This is a tough one. The Hawks are... I mean, I won't fall off my chair if we get to the Kent State game and they're looking for the first one of the year. Now, mm-hmm. the same way I would do if they're 2-0. and But this is a tough tough slate to start for Iowa. Indiana, Big Ten game, and then the best Iowa State team in history. Um, so, speaking of the Cyhawk, Trent and I also spent some time. FanDuel, as you saw yesterday, Tom, came out with their number. Four and a half, South Point comes out with their games of the year. Where do you think it's going to settle, Tom Kaker? You like to dabble. Uh, where do you think this game I, settles when, when, when we get to September 11th? What's the number? Uh, I think it's probably going to go more towards um, six, but I think it's got to open around four and a half, five. Um, but it might get to six. Depending on how heavy some, you know, I think it might depend on how Iowa looks in that first week mm-hmm. and how Iowa State looks in that first week. That kind of does it go more towards five or does it go more towards six? I, I but I think Cyclones are going to be the favorite for sure. I um, I, I just, I, I don't see any way around that um, unless something, ha- you know, something were to happen to Brock Purdy or sure. something, then mm-hmm. maybe then it would certainly impact. Um, you know, how the Cyclones are viewed. Well, and the other part is if they struggle against you and I and win it in double overtime again like a couple of years ago. <laughs> Triple, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and Iowa wins, you know, by 34-16 or something like that, that thing might be a field goal. We know how people overreact, especially to what you see on the field in week one. Going to be fun? Maybe a middling opportunity if that happens, but we got a long time before that. Hey, speaking of Indiana... Is there bad blood between the Iowa staff and the Indiana staff? It feels like there was something going on there. And speaking of that, we're going to hear a lot here this summer, I think, about recruiting in general and everything opening back up as it pertains to recruiting visits. How much negative recruiting do you believe is going to be out there for this Iowa staff to combat? 
two questions in there. One, the Indiana thing. Um, that was a couple of years back, and that was just um, Indiana just not kind of playing out the string in a game. And That's right. It, it felt like uh, Brian Ferentz, more than anybody else, was just lobbing a, a, a digit at the Indiana. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't that Stanley throw a deep ball like when they could have just ran out the clock? Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was kind of where that. things got a little chippy. But I don't think there's any bad blood okay. between Tom Allen and, and Kirk at all. I, I think that was just kind of heat of the moment type thing uh, more than anything else. Um, negative recruiting, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing for that I was had probably combat was everything that went on last summer. And mm-hmm. um, when you're particularly speaking about African-American players and mm-hmm. uh, that had been out there well before that, that became a, a social media firestorm uh, last year around this time, I, was, I guess it was uh, early June um, a year ago when that, that Friday night when everything kind of hit the fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it, that's been out there, though. I mean, that's it's right. Been I agree. About yep. Against negatively recruited mm-hmm. against Iowa for a long time. Yeah, and I think that um, not not that the situation warrants water under the bridge. I hope it doesn't, and I hope that there's a whole bunch of lessons have been learned. But I just wonder, Tom, if you can still if you can still recruit that way based on a story that's now you know twelve thirteen months old. Yeah, you can though because it, they haven't been able to get kids on campus to show them that hey. Is different here now. Uh, we fixed that um, because kids haven't been in the building. It's one thing to talk to them on Zoom calls and send them letters and, you know, have phone calls with them, but it's a totally different thing for them to have a panel where you have players there um, vouching for, hey, it's different here. You could feel comfortable here uh, as, a, as a young black man at, at the University of Iowa. And I, I think that's a really really important thing that's going to have to take place here in uh, in the next month once they start uh, allowing uh, kids to be on campus again so cooper de young de young how are we pronouncing this thing first of all the the gene the gene okay the easy gene. enough just yeah. like it looks dude's yeah. a stud yeah. it doesn't matter the sport he's dunking on kids in basketball he's out there scoring upwards of 30 team points at state track this week what is he as a football player, though, at the University of Iowa? Everybody thinks, all right, here comes your next safety for the Hawks, but it feels like there could be even more there. What do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to date myself here, but Ken will probably appreciate this more than Trent will, but <laughs> doesn't, doesn't Cooper feel like a kid that's like out of one of the Gil Thorpe comic strips or something? Like this, this all-American boy yeah, right. that can do everything, every sport? Yeah. He's the best yeah. at whatever he does. Yeah, yeah. just uh, just something out of uh, out of a comic strip. Um, but he's a safety coming into Iowa, but he'll probably get on the field as a freshman playing as a athlete on special teams, and um, you know they'll probably play him a little bit and see if he can he can find his way out there. But um, yeah, he's just one of those kids where you got to just kind of find him, find a spot for him, and. Let him get out there and play because he just he just seems like uh, he's one of those kids that early on uh, somebody compared him to Tyler Sash to me just mm. because he was a really good basketball player and football player and uh, kind of did everything at the high school level. Um, 
And I said it was a pretty good comparison, but I think he's a better athlete than Sash. I, I mm-hmm. do, and Sash played in the NFL. Right. So, yeah. you know, I just think this kid's, uh, he's got that it quality to him. If you watch that state title game, I mean, that you couldn't write a script like the end of that game where he scores a touchdown in the final minute to, to win a state title on a wild run that he made. It's just, that, that's it's Hollywood-type stuff for this kid. Indeed it is. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, is our guest. And Sash has a Super Bowl ring from his time with the Giants. Um, left us far too soon. Anyways, Tom, uh, Trent and I, uh, this morning, I got all excited because I saw a kid. I don't follow recruiting, right? And Trent does high school sports here in the, in the, in the market in this Omaha Baloo. Am I saying it right, Trent? Yep. Um, who apparently is the, the, the state's highest basketball recruit since Harrison Barnes. And we know how that turned out, right? Where he went to school and what he's done, uh, since he left North Carolina. So Omaha Baloo, Trent, uh, tells me that is in the, I mean, I was on the list. Uh, what can you tell us about him, Tom? Yeah, he is. Um, he's more potential than than production at this point. Okay. I think Trent would you say that's fair to say. No doubt. Um, yeah, he's. But when he walks in the gym, your eyes go to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the first guy you look at because he's just he's you know six seven, six eight. He doesn't look fifteen. <laughs> no. no, no. And there was a, a USA basketball thing. Um, but, more than a year ago, I think when he was maybe like a freshman or something, and he was with, uh, and everybody knows who Chet Holmgren is now, the number one player in the country is going to Gonzaga. They were at a USA basketball thing, and and uh, Omaha stuffed Chet at the rim, Jeez. you know, just just blocked his, his shot and knocked it. And Chet fell to the ground. I mean, he's just uh, he's a freakish athlete. Um, basketball is still coming to him. Uh, in terms of his skill level, he's still developing there, but wow. he's going to be a top 10 player probably in the country, mm-hmm. I would think, if he hits that potential level. Um, but he's he's going to have everybody sniffing around on him. He's visited Iowa once. I kind of think Iowa's um, maybe on the outside now just because some things um, around Omaha kind of changed, so mm-hmm. it might have hurt Iowa a little bit, but... Um, We'll see what happens. I, I know they're going to stay in it, and, yeah, and they have like an to advisor. Is that what you mean, Tom? Like, an, is, is whoever was advising him have changed? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Kind of the people closest to him that gotcha. were really kind of helping him have changed. So, I think that probably is going to impact, um, you know, how Iowa is viewed. I, I suspect Iowa State's going to be very involved with them as well. Hmm. Yeah, and I know he was almost on his way to a prep school in Arizona before this year and ended up back in Waukee. So there's still a possibility that could also happen, that he doesn't even play at Waukee or Northwest, wherever he's supposed to go next season. lot there. How about uh, recruiting for 2022 for Iowa basketball? I saw Kyle Filikowski, a top 100 kid. He's taken a visit to Duke. He's taken Purdue. He's taken Iowa a lot of people involved. Doesn't have a Duke offer yet, though. Is that kind of the biggest name on the board, a, a big 6'10 power forward for the Hawks, Philip Powski? Yeah, I, I think uh, he's probably the, the big name in terms of the guys that ha- are are already scheduled to visit because he's going to come on campus. And he seems to have a real strong relationship with with Fran. Um, so I think I was going to have a pretty decent shot with him. Um, the other guy to, to, that's also going to be on campus in June, obviously basketball is going to be picking up with visits to Josh Dix uh, from uh, 
Abraham Lincoln Council Bluffs that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, guard, um, kind of a combo guard more than a, a two guard, a pure two guard, but he's, he's going to visit. Uh, and I, I think I was probably in pretty good shape with him. Um, so they're, they're going to have to, you know, they've got four open scholarships for 2022. So they're going to have to probably get a couple guards, a couple big men, help them that they get, uh, Riley Mulvey was also in this class, but he's right. already on, ca- going to be on campus in June. So, um, yeah, they've, they've got, uh, they got him in the fold as well. DeSante Bowen, the point guard, uh, prep school kid out in the Northeast. I really like his film. Anything on him? I, I know Iowa was one of the forerunners for him. What's the latest on Bowen? Yeah, he's picking up a lot of more interest. I know USC just offered him. He's kind of in the process of of scheduling some official visits. I, he's going to visit Iowa for sure. Um, he's already been out once uh, for a visit, um, so I, I, I'm I'm certain he's going to make a trip out. Uh, and he's one of those uh, you know prep school kids out uh, out east. So he's. Um, He's really he'd be the type of guard that Iowa really needs, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, there's another kid, the four-star forward Tyler Nickel, that's shown a lot of interest in Iowa, but he's starting to maybe get out of Iowa's range. There's <laughs> another kid, um, Terrace Reed, uh, a forward center from uh, St. Louis, who goes to uh, the same high school that produced Tyler Cook and knows Tyler Cook, so. He's uh, he's a kid that they're real involved with as well. I hear Tyler Cook wants to come back for Cyhawk. <laughs> Memorable <laughs> appearance two years ago. Yes, he did. Uh, when he was, he was the name. Hey, Tom, last thing. When will we find out uh, what time Indiana at Iowa will kick? Any idea when the week one game, when we'll know? I heard last week that, that, that they're going to announce the first three-week start times on uh, next Thursday, the 27th. That works for us. We'll talk about so it. That'll on... be good radio. So hopefully, earlier in the day. Hopefully, about nine a.m. So that kills off a, a radio show, right? Absolutely the works for us. Show, and then right? we'll opine with you on Friday, uh, a week from today. And hopefully, uh, well, hopefully that source of yours is right now. Since you're on a roll with these sources, what about Big Ten Media Days? Are you hearing Indianapolis? Please say no. I am hearing mm-hmm. Indianapolis, but that they're giving Chicago the chance to relax their indoor restrictions. And if Chicago does, they would go to Chicago. But right now, it looks like Indianapolis. Uh, any any word on dates? Uh, I heard like the twenty second, twenty third of July. Yes, works for us. That's <laughs> a Thursday, Friday, and spend the weekend in Shy. You're on your own, TC. If it's in Indianapolis, uh-huh. uh, Tom Caker. Tom, <laughs> thank you. You are a uh, a fountain of information here this morning. Great stuff. Thank you, Tom Caker. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Have a great week. Okay, thanks, guys. See you, buddy. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. As uh, we go inside the Hawks, we will take a time out. Again, the keyword for our number one was summer. If I believe you still have time to enter that summer, there's another one coming up in our number two, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes. Hour number one. A busy second hour coming up. We'll give you an opportunity in about 45 minutes to uh, win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons in Altoona. Boy, Phil Mickelson having himself a day. Yeah, just missed uh, about a 20-foot or two tapped in. Did he? He is making quite the run. Three under now for the tournament. All right, Brandon Grace leads the way. He's six under par. Boy, Dustin Johnson, as opposed to what Phil Mickelson is doing, Dustin Johnson is 
absolutely uh, struggling big time out there. I flipped around a little bit in some of uh, some of it that I missed yesterday during the evening as there was not enough going on. Had to flip on <laughs> right. a little golf too. And uh, the little bit I saw DJ, he was struggling with the flat stick. And early. I mean, yeah. and with the driver too. Was, he's seven over. Seven over yeah. on his round. He's not making the cut. The cut right now as it stands uh, with a lot of days still to be pl- uh, to come is uh, is uh, two over. So we shall see. And Zach, by the way, who hasn't started yet, that's where he will begin his day. Uh, two over par. Our number two, we will start with Cubs cards conversation. Our friend Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. Uh, Dave Sproul. Coming up at 11.25-ish on Iowa State. Of course, we've got a keyword at that time as well. And then uh, Claxon's Barbecue before we skedaddle out of here at noon. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.